welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. We are the dynamic duo, Robbo and Cheeto. <laughs> I'm Batman, obviously. <laughs> um, and this is um, one uh, in a series of bonus episodes that we're going to do. Uh, it's probably not going to be every week. But when we when we think we we've got a topic to to do it on, then we'll do it, and it's going to be mainly probably film reviews. Mm. I think it's going to be going in depth into one yeah. film or, or a series of film franchise. Yeah. yeah. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so today, we've chosen the Batman. Mm. Now we saw this on opening day. Um, yeah. At the midnight screening, and then we saw it again later on. It was last Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, because yeah. we like to watch a film at least twice before we review it. Yeah. And we t- we avoid any uh, recency... Um, recency bias. Bias yeah. as well. Uh, which is basically where you see a film, and if you do a review directly after, you you know... It's the be- it's either the best thing ever, or well, it is. We've, we've it's all, the worst thing ever, you we've know. We've all done it, we've all, you know... Yeah, we're all guilty as for um, it, aren't we? And your opinion of a film can change... Um, you know, each time you watch it. Yeah. So, right. Are we going to start? Yeah, yeah. If you want so, to go. a bit of background. Um, this was going to be following on from the Justice League, although it's not part of the Batman series. It is a standalone film or standalone. Hopefully, it's a standalone series because yeah. that's kind of where it was heading. But anyway, um, this was going to be a vehicle for Ben Affleck. He was going to write it, direct it, and also star in it. Uh, but he pulled out um, a lot of some issues. Obviously, he, he said he didn't really enjoy making the Justice League, which I can is understandable yeah. because obviously, you know, change of director midway through and everything else. Um, he was also going through a divorce at the time. He had some issues with alcohol. I think he actually checked himself into rehab. And he's, he felt his passion for the project had just gone and it needed somebody younger who could bring that passion back to yeah. it. So then, what were your um, impressions of the film before you saw it? Well, this is the thing. A lot, I heard a lot of people um, before saying that they're scared that because we're getting so many, especially Batman films, that like the, the character is not going to be as interesting or... Uh, I know people what's that thing where you know there's more of something you just get bored oh saturation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and well, the, the thing is about the Batman is unlike like saying a different character there is a lot of source material that you can yeah, draw exactly on. and he's such a dynamic character yeah. you know um, of course I don't feel this I was anything Batman I'm excited for yeah and even when I mean initially I remember when it, this, this one first got announced you know there was people already, of course, excited like me, but mm. people already shitting on it as well. Yeah, I think the main main thing, which we'll, we'll get into the individual performances, but it was um, Robert Pattinson was the main thing, the yeah. casting of him as Batman. But like I said, we'll get into it. Yeah, that a bit later. Yeah. But yeah. I was just really excited just to get and more Batman is is like this is the thing with like Batman v Superman. I know it's not the best film, but I just love Batman so much that mm. I'll. I'm one of those guys that just will eat up everything Batman, you know. So yeah. I was just I, last two years. I've just been really, really excited yeah. for it. 
and like I've said numerous times before, I was never a big super um, a superhero fan. Yeah. Um, but you know, I loved the Dark Knight trilogy. That really uh, got me hooked. I think. Yeah. And Batman as a character. Um, and like you say, I, I did like Batman v Superman. I liked Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Um. Just I, I, I was I was excited to see it, but then obviously you're always apprehensive because you just don't want it to be shit. Yeah, and that's that's the way I was quite, really quite nervous. often. You know, films don't live up to their expectations. Yeah. Um, and then the sort of closer we get to it, and they start releasing some of the trailers, and that's that's oh yeah, the trailer was amazing as well. Yeah, I mean, but, this thing sometimes trailers can be deceiving because they put yeah. all the best parts in the film. But I, I, this thing with Batman at the moment, he's just, He's just so informed. Like, yeah. he's his films have been pumped out, and and like they've been of a really either a decent standard to a world class standard. And then, yeah, just any Batman's good Batman. But yeah, when the tra- the trailer first released, oh, Clooney, oh, ah, <laughs> yeah, I think, I oh, think modern Batman, yeah, not modern Batman. Yeah. I know, yeah, I mean, the dark days. We've already we've already done a podcast on the um, the Burton Schumacher films, yeah, and. Yeah, I think you know Warner's did really shoot themselves in the foot mm. with the direction that they chose to take the character and the films. I um, think recently, though, like I said, I'm I'm glad they they backed down from pressure from fans and gave Zack Snyder the film he wanted to make. And then, uh, to be fair, I, I, maybe what ten years ago, if you told me uh, they would give a film like this. Batman film like this to us I would not have believed it but you know hopefully now because I know they had a whole executive um, rehaul really didn't they yeah. new executives came in so hopefully this is and like I said they've had recently they've had a really good they've been on form with their movies so hopefully this is a new beginning yeah. so yeah certainly certainly hope so so your thought yeah, that's the obviously the thoughts yeah. before seeing the film yeah. now your thoughts on when Matt Reeves was was revealed well, to, as the director, honest, I mean Matt Reeves, right? You look at his filmography, okay, yeah, and he did a, a bit in TV. Mm. He then did Cloverfield, which I I remember vaguely remember seeing. Yeah, um, Let Me In, but he's probably more famous for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the yeah. Apes. But although I've seen those films, um, it's not a name that I that automatically you know it's it's not. A big name, yeah. is it? Cause I mean, they're good films, they're big films, but mm. it's not somebody that I was familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I, I always knew Matt Reeves because he, he started off as a writer, yeah. and I think he wrote un, he wrote one of the Under Siege films, I believe. I think it was Under Siege 2. Um, he started out in the 90s as a writer. Yeah, he what Dark Territory, uh, The Paul Bearer, The Yards, Let Me In, he wrote as well as directing it. So he was a writer. So yeah, he's got a, he's got a, yeah. But I, he was always, ever since though, because I'm a huge fan of of the new trilogy of, of apes films, and yeah. those, the the two he directed are considered the best ones, and they are. And I, I just think, when he first got announced as, because Warner Brothers, had him in ever since um, Ben Affleck, stepped down from the project, Warner were like, okay, it's Matt Reeves, and I. Me personally, you can't think of a, a better person than Matt Reeves to take on this type of project, you know? It's Planet of the Apes, Warner. Oh, it's actually uh, Fox. So yeah. he's got no history with the 
with the studio. No, I, I think they just. Cho- I've, I've, this is the thing. I think they, like I said, they had him sort of as their progressor because yeah. of those two movies. Because one, they're very dark movies. Yeah. Um, they have very like the same tonal tonal um similarities to the Batman. Yeah. Oh, actually, um, Cloverfield was actually. Um, so what he's worked with them, yeah. He's worked with them before, yeah. Um, but no, like I said, I, I'm not just saying. I know it's easy to say because it it's a it's a really good movie, but you couldn't have picked anyone better, in my opinion. I, I like the way how he tells a story. Oh, sorry, I've got that completely wrong. It's Paramount Pictures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, like I was saying, yeah. um, I like the way how he tells a story. Yeah. I like the way how he just shoot like shoots the movie mm-hmm. um, and I love the the way how he like I said he, he writes his own movies as well yeah. so well he actually co-wrote it with a guy called Peter Craig yeah now I don't know how it works whether they actually collaborated together or you know Peter Craig did an initial you know draft and he did some rework mm. on it but Peter Craig's um, he wrote The Town which was actually directed by Ben Affleck yeah so that would suggest that Ben Affleck would have written Batman with to Peter fair. Craig as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he could. He might have written the original screenplay, yeah. and obviously Matt Reeves has come on board yeah. and decided yeah, to rewrite it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hunger Games, Mockingjay, uh, Bad Boys for Life, Batman, Top Gun Maverick. He wrote the story oh, wow. for that, and he's been announced as the writer for Gladiator Two. Um, well, it's going to be like forty years since yeah. we get that. It's going to be long gone. <laughs> so yeah, he's got he's got a decent pedigree, mm. um, and you can really tell it, can't yeah. you? Yeah, because yeah. I think, um, like I said, we'll get we'll go into a bit more in detail. But yeah, the the film pays very close attention, and it and it doesn't it pays respect, yeah, to Batman as a character. Mm-hmm. So because that's the that's. I think that's the issue fans have is when you've got somebody who comes in who yeah. doesn't understand the character, doesn't understand the history, and you know basically does their own film. Yeah. Um, well, look at um Ryan Johnson yeah. for Last Jedi. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. exactly that's a probably the yeah. best example. But Matt Reeves, he genuinely was he's been a Batman fanatic his whole life. Yeah. He bought all the comic books, you know, and and he loves all the films. So, yeah, that's what happens when you get someone who cares about the project they're doing. So, so right onto the the probably the biggest one is Robert Pattinson as Batman. Well, if we look at the cast, obviously Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Selena. Are we going to go through this later? Yeah, and we're going to go through character. each one. So, right, yeah. okay, so Robert Pattinson, right? I know he's got. He, I've only really seen him in. One other film and that was The Lighthouse. Mm. Yeah. But obviously, he's more well known for like the Twilight yeah. films. And it sort of followed him around. Yeah. And so, if you if you were to ask me to to list, uh, you know, create a list of actors who I think would be good for Batman, he wouldn't be anywhere near no. it. No. He just wouldn't be on my radar at all. And was that how, when he first got um, obviously announced? Was yeah. that how you were feeling as well? Yeah, I just thought, is he, you know, is he able to pull it off? Because obviously, he's the, the key. You know, character. Yeah. And if if he didn't work as Batman, then the whole film wouldn't work. Well, I'm going to admit, right? I I was a bit I, I I felt neutral towards the fact that you know he you know was was Batman, but 
when it first got announced, obviously, um, like you, I only I I've seen all the Twilight movies, and I know he's this thing. I know he's done good thing, like good movies after that. But I must admit, I've not seen them. But I knew that he was like a respected actor now and stuff. But I, I kind of it was more the fact that I trusted Matt Reeves. Like yeah. if Matt Reeves wanted him, if it's somebody he cares so much about, then hey, I was I was easily gonna go with it, you know. So. Yeah. I don't really hold any negative negativity no. towards him, and I'm the type of person to be, or even though maybe you know, leave it for after the film once you've yeah. seen it, you know. So, because obviously he's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, I think we both agree that we we feel Christian Bale is is the best yeah. Batman, and then you know it's it's whether it's Ben Affleck or Robert Pattinson, and this yeah, thing as well. He even coming into this, he had all like you said, he, the odds were against him because once you've already had, I mean, Chris, like we say, Christian Bale is. It's always in some people. It's always going to be uh, Michael Keaton is always going to be yeah. him. But then yeah. when you get a portrayal like Bale, which is yeah. so revolutionary, you're always going to be living up to that, you know. And then yeah. you get Ben Affleck's portrayal as well, who was darker and more brooding. And this is this is what this film was looking yeah. like and he had to fill those shoes as well so yeah, yeah it was big shoes to fill yeah, wasn't it because uh, there was a debate on Twitter um, by the uh, Geeky Dad podcast oh yeah so shout out to them and um, I I said it was Bale um, and they asked me to record my reasons why mm. and submit it so that is actually in their latest podcast oh yeah on the uh, who's the best Batman <laughs> little plug there so one. yeah mm. so shout out to them yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing so we've you know we've talked about surrounding how he, um, you know, is when he first got cast. Did your thoughts change when the trailer came out? Um, I can't because um, it's hard to judge, isn't it, a film by its trailer? Yeah. Because is was there any was yeah, there any part of the film the trailer where he was actually speaking? Yeah, you had the I'm vengeance oh, that right. bit. And I think that was. I must. I must not have seen that trailer. Uh, but yeah, um, you didn't, I'm guessing it didn't really change because did it? it's 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 difficult, isn't it? Because it's it's you you got to judge him as Batman, mm. but also judge him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and can he bring that sort of duality to to that character as well? So yeah, I was I was a little bit I don't know apprehensive, I, was, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, when I first when I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, I can understand why Matt Reeves cast him as Batman, but obviously that's not me saying, oh, he's going to put in a brilliant performance. You know, I was mm. just, I was just, okay, Matt, now you're telling us why you did this, you know, and it just got me even more excited for the film. Yeah. Now going actually onto his performance, yeah. it is, is Batman two years into his his career. Mm. You can tell he's he's still trying to iron out those flaws that he has, isn't it? And, he, yeah. and he's ve in this. He's very very troubled, because isn't he? What, what we got to understand is that this film is different, completely yeah. different to the Dark Knight and to um, Affleck's Batman. Yeah. Um, it's this yeah. thing we, we when Dark Knight when the Dark Knight really trilogy came around we were like oh my god this is the most grounded Batman yeah. movies ever this is even if more if you're grounded. expecting it to be a Christopher Nolan you know 
Batman or a Ben Affleck Batman, then it's it's not. No. It's completely different. It's a three-hour nail in the wall. It is. Um, his performance is really good. Oh yeah, because I think he captures, you know, not not just the the, the sort of the pain that Batman or Bruce Wayne, uh, but the duality of the character as yeah. well. And he has been described as being an emo Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's kind of because he's kind of a bit moody. Mm. Um, he's a recluse. He doesn't go out. Doesn't really interact with anybody. He spends most. He's not even interested. It's like like Bale. You saw a bit of the Playboy Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but here he's got no interest in, in Wayne Industries. I mean, the only time he, he makes a public appearance is obviously yeah. at the mayor's mayor's funeral, funeral isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So and in in this with with um, well Patterson, I felt like when you, when you play Batman, yeah, you've got to, you've got to, you know find a balance between Bruce and Batman. But yeah. I, I think in in it, I think everyone will agree that that. When he when Bruce puts on the suit, yeah. Batman is him. That's his personality, yeah. and he well, again he's he's a very understated even as Batman. You know he's he's oh yeah he he's not like a um. It's a thing. People have been you know, I know there was a review saying that he he barely smiled or what yeah that's what Batman, what Batman smiling you know yeah. what I mean like, he's the Dark Knight that's you know that's his persona and I I love like. I don't know, just just the way he carries himself, you yeah. know, like you can really, really tell this guy is troubled that his parents have been killed, you know, and yeah, it just comes across like that brilliantly. So, and I love the fact as well that even going to the suit, the suit looks amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, his suit is is it's different, isn't it? Yeah, because um, I call it rustic, I think. Yeah, because like you say, he's two years into his project which he calls it mm. because he keeps a diary doesn't he of yeah. it. Um, but it, again it's something it, it looks like it's something that he's put together himself Yeah, there's no Lucius Fox giving no. military no. equipment is exactly. there Yeah, no, he's got all this money but obviously he's trying to do it in secret as yeah. well um, yeah, it, it's, yeah it's, a, it's, it's really because I think the cowl is actually made out of leather isn't it yeah and I think that's the best looking cowl there's and he been. can actually turn his head as well yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well, yeah, the suits suits brilliant. Um, I love I love the the actual emblem. Yeah, you know, it's actually got practicality there. Yeah, because he's he's got a bat on his on, on his chest, which he can it's it's metal embedded in mm. it, but then he can take it out, use it as like a utility. It's like a multi-purpose yeah, tool thing, multi, isn't it? Multi-purpose but tool. on some close-ups on the actual emblem on on the chest, yeah, you can you can see that it's like really poorly welded to get a metal yeah. and that just goes to show that just is how grounded the, this movie is you yeah. know um, and it's obviously bulletproof because he does get yeah. shot quite a bit mm. actually by a machine gun and the shotgun as well at yeah. one point in the film um, but again that that it also shows Batman getting hurt as well yeah it shows that he's not because he yeah he's not involved you know he's not Superman no. who you know this it shows that he is a human um, isn't it and there's a scene where um He's walking down the corridor and putting his t-shirt on. You can see all the scars and all the bruises yeah. and everything. And that just adds that extra layer to yeah. him, isn't it? That know? is a real person, and it's grounded there's, in reality. It's something. I, with, I mean, obviously, hopefully, this, there's going to be a sequel. I think there's going to be. I think it's yeah. going to be a trilogy in its own. But even though there's, he's got so many layers in this movie. There's still that untapped potential there, isn't there? Because yeah. he's so. He, even though he he presents himself in a way that 
you can tell the type of person is there's still yeah. so much underneath you know that, yeah. that can just be potentially explored which yeah. I'm really excited but I think the takeaway we have really from this is that it is like I said it's hard because Christian Bale for me personally will always be the best yeah. Batman like how Michael Keaton well, like I be. said on um, when I recorded my reasons it's because I think we got to see his um, backstory yeah. and I think he gave a really really good sort of performance and some of the best scenes weren't necessarily Batman they were Bruce Wayne yeah and he's you know the, the way that he was able to portray that um, but yeah I, I've you know Patterson is up there I think and like I said if we we've seen Bale's full trilogy is yeah. that you know who What's not to say that he will be the yeah, best? I mean, they briefly explored sort of his backstory. Mm. We, I mean, but we all know that his parents were killed. Yeah. Um, and and like I said, it, it going back to to initial reaction, like Rob Patterson. Yeah. Even though we'd never think that he'd be anywhere near the list, he's a, he's the perfect. You know, he's a really good actor. Mm. He's tall. He's got a decent bit of muscle, and he has that acting ability to be able to. Play the character yeah. of Bruce Wayne and Batman. So maybe I should be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Another thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, it, it, I think we're both in agreement yeah, that he's, he's certainly a top tier yeah, Batman, isn't he? Yeah. Right now, moving on to uh, Zoe Kravitz, who plays yeah, Catwoman. Cohen. Yeah. So she's kind of again having to um, pick up the the role played by uh, Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. and Halle Berry. Um, also Anne Hathaway as well. Anne Hathaway, yeah. So I think she does a really good job. I think she does. You know, um, she's uh, and again her suits not 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 because um, she wears a balaclava. Yeah. Actually, it's not it's not a problem. Well, so Matt Reeves actually, this is how much detail I thought he yeah. put into it. Where she's like a, a barmaid, where yeah. she's not earning much money, she can't afford a full on yeah le- uh, like you know leather cowl like. Yeah like you see maybe Anne Hathaway or, or whatnot or Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. so it makes sense that they, they've, she's got a balaclava yeah but I think she she brings the right sort of mix of danger and sexuality to the yeah. to the um, to the film Cause I th- this thing I, th- I think that Catwoman there's a there's a there's a kind of like a model with every character there's a model yeah. that you should fit into to play Catwoman especially isn't there and I think yeah but she also brings her own take on it as well. Because whereas in, in some other films, Catwoman was the the antagonist of Batman. Mm. In this one, there is some antagonism initially, but then um, they actually work together. Yeah. Um, and it she almost becomes a bit of a love interest yeah, as well. There's the you? love interest there. You know, she she leaves town and she wants him to go with her, but he just can't. Yeah, she it. says, you know, you, you you've already basically already married to Gotham yeah. that's, that's essentially what, what it was, she was saying so yeah there is that there so I guess they've left it open for, for her to come back yeah and which is nice normally you don't see recurring characters that no. much so that'd be nice to see her back but yeah like I said to fit such a this thing with, with other characters in Batman you know Batman is the big you know he's, he's the yeah. big presence there and you've got kind of counteract that and balance with your own good performance and she yeah. puts in a really good performance like I said yeah. it's not Michelle Pfeiffer levels, like I said, that would probably always be her role, but for this film, she's perfect, I think, and yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see her back, really. I mean, I know there's a bit of like a backstory, you know, about how she's Falcone's 
daughter. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit of backstory about her mother and, and yeah. whatnot, which is just adds that extra layer, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. So it does, yeah. And it, it does. It kind of um, informs a lot of her um, actions in the film as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, I think like so we're gonna we're gonna go down so Alright, so we've got Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant James Gordon. Um yeah, Lieutenant at this point. Um mm. so it's never actually fully explored how him and Batman actually got together. It's just it starts off with them yeah. um we've already got the bat sig signal. So they've obviously worked together, mm. you know, established some relationship. Uh, and although the, the most of the rest of the police force are, are reluctant to have anything to do with him. Yeah. They, they, you know, they see him as this freak jip vigilante. Um, yeah, Gordon, Gordon obviously, you know, um, finds his assistance valuable yeah. as well. What's interesting as well, though, is they're working together and stuff, but there's still a couple of scenes where that trust is still a bit tested because there's, there's a scene where they go look at, look at LeMay's cars. Yeah. He's like... Like there's a, they're questioning the yeah. tr the trust of each other, yeah. there? so there's still you know um, that boundary in between because yeah. there's still a very new partnership probably. Yeah. And Jeffrey Wright, he, I've seen him in in the Westworld TV series. Mm. He was in Hunger Games as well, yeah. wasn't he? So he's a good actor. He's, he's a really um, good actor, yeah. Obviously, you know, he's having to sort of fill the shoes of Gary Oldman. Yeah. Really, I mean, in the in the original Batman films, in the, in the Burton ones. Yeah, he wasn't really um, featured a lot. No. Um, and in the Justice League, he was briefly featured. Yeah. Didn't have really that much of a, a large role no. in those. So I think he does a really good job. You know, um, He's a likeable character. Um, he's a believable character, I think, as well. And I think when when with James Gordon, there's there's certain things that you got to play by and, you know, being the good cop, um, being the one that obviously trusts Batman, mm. he, he puts in a really good performance. Like yeah. I said, I know once again we'll always be harping back and comparing it to, you know, the Dark Knight or yeah. whatnot. But yeah, I think um, it's, it's, it's obviously it's going to get that comparison. Yeah, it is. So yeah, so this this next one right surprised me probably as much yeah. as Robert Pattinson. And this this is the one that everyone's talking about. And that's Colin Farrell as. Oz. I tell you what. I'm sorry, the but penguin. But he's fucking amazing. He's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. He's really good. Yeah, wearing a lot of makeup. Obviously, yeah. he's unrecognisable. And like I was saying to you, his he's his makeup makes him look a bit like De Niro. Yeah. Um, in uh, the Untouchables as Al Capone, and, and I, I think, think that's maybe the character they they're going for, like yeah. an Al Capone style character. But yeah, he if if you didn't know it was Colin Farrell, you, you would you, yeah. you wouldn't have a clue who he was because his performance is is brilliant. Um, he's also he, yeah. It brings a little bit of. He's not like the traditional penguin. No. Uh, from the comic books, he's a little bit light relief as well. There's, there's few yeah. comedic moments in there, and it's never really because he's supposed to be uh, Falcone's enforcer. Yeah. We don't really see him do much of that. Um, no, not really. Yeah. So uh, that's because what I'm hoping is that. Um, cause the film le the film sets it up like it's him who's the yeah. who's the rat. Yeah. So now I'm hoping with Fal Falcone gone, we can really see uh, yeah. the Penguin's story. Because he's actually he actually helps Batman in in, it some, does, yeah. in in some ways as well. 
So I wouldn't really call him a bad guy, would he? No, and I mean he's not, he's not traditional. What you would say, yeah. I mean, compare him to to even though we both love love him, mm. compare this to Danny DeVito's Penguin. Penguin, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. So like, yeah. Hopefully, if we do get a sequel, then he'll be in it and we'll be able to sort of explore. Well, just just recently, he's getting his own. Oh no, I TV saw that. Show, he's his own spin-off on HBO Max. Yeah, his own spin-off TV show, which obviously goes to show that it's acclaimed now yeah. critically acclaimed like I said one of the best parts of you know I was a, this is one where I was like okay I've, I've never it's not that I've not liked Colin Farrell but I don't really care for him no. but this is like it really does go to show that you just need that perfect yeah. role and this is the perfect role for him and I can get where you see that that, that Capone sort of you know yeah. side to it you know because he is like a proper gangster in this isn't he yeah. okay next one is Paul Dano or Dano is the Riddler which um, I I think he's brilliant in this. I think um, he is as well. Another film I've seen him in is is Prisoners. Yeah, and he he just brings that kind of creepiness. Um, you can actually believe that he is the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, he really is. And there is, yeah, there's a little bit of I don't know if there's duality to the character either. Because even as himself, he's still that sort of character, isn't he? Yeah. Um, costume is is pretty it's good. Brilliant, yeah. I mean, it's gone. It's like the Jim Carrey. It's totally removed, isn't it? Yeah. And everything. Um, and it's 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 basically put together from like army surplus stars. So yeah. You've got like a combat coat. You've got a I think it's a winter uh, combat mask. Um, and he really does in, inherit that character, mm. and he, like I say, you do believe that he is insane. I mean, this when I first saw the cast release, this is the one where I really punched the air because, like, oh, this is amazing. You know, yeah. like we said, it, prisoners he was brilliant in, and mm. this is a role perfect for him, yeah. especially the portrayal of of the Riddler in this. You know, like yeah. you said, going on the Jim Carrey, you know, because he was almost like a comedic character, yeah. wasn't he? With this, That's he's right, not yeah. at all. Um, yeah, and it's uh, there's a scene with him and Batman in Arkham Prison, which is brilliant yeah. as well. I think you just see the acting ability yeah. he possesses, you know. Because initially Riddler, he he thinks that him and Batman are, are working together, that they're the same, that you know, that they want the same kind of thing, and then when he realizes when when they have a meeting, when he actually has to meet Batman in Arkham, and Batman says, "You're just you just." insane yeah you know and and when he realizes that they're not you know that he's not um he's not sympathetic to him then he, he just freaks out yeah he freaks out and it yeah it's just a brilliant scene and i think as well i love this portrayal of the riddler where you know because this is the thing with riddler he's not a bane where he's he's physically imposing no that's what he said you know you know um because because all throughout the whole film um he's he's leaving clues um do you, do you want to go? Are we going to go cover the plot later? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or okay. Story, so anyway, though. he's leaving clues for Batman, and they're, they're addressed to Batman, um, and because you know, like he says when he when he meets him, he says, you know, I'm not strong like you. I, my strength is up here, pointing to his head. Yeah. You know, like he said, so he's he's trying to get Batman to do his the physical stuff, and that's why he kind of deludes himself that they're actually working together. Yeah. But like I said, this is when I first saw it. I was like, "Oh yes, we have got Paul Dano as, yeah. as a Riddler. Brilliant performance." Okay. Next one, yeah, 
John, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. I think this is probably the weakest casting because Turturro is probably most most well known for comedy yeah. roles, and even in like um, like Transformers, his his was like the comedic kind of buffoon role, and I think casting him as um, a sort of a crime boss maybe maybe a little bit miscast. This is the thing. I, th- I think with his performance, don't get me wrong, it's a really good performance still. No, yeah, really yeah. good performance. But yeah, there is that sort of. It just. I don't think he just has the menace that that you you need. Really. I just don't see him as a believable like mafia leader or no. something, you know, gangster. No. And this thing as well, Falcone. There's n- there's no. I know he's not the biggest villain, of course, but there's no um, like no matter who you bring in, and his part is quite minuscule, isn't it? You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. You need someone who's who's gonna take this by the bollocks and actually yeah. with the small part he's got and he doesn't you know he's he's just, he's okay isn't he yeah he's, he's okay right. but I don't think he takes away yeah. from the film but but a lot of, lot of reviews I've read they say yeah he's kind of the weak link there we'll see Thingy and um Batman Begins with Tom Wilkins yeah yeah that's 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 someone who who took that fully seriously took it by the bollocks and and you know. Yeah. But like I said, he doesn't take anything away from the film, really, does he at all? Yeah. No. And then finally we've got um, Andy Serkis as mm. Alfred. So obviously he's a Matt Reeves collaborator, did all the uh, motion capture yeah. for Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Again, big shoes to fill, Master Wayne. <laughs> uh, Michael Goff, um, British character actor in all four of the uh, Burton Schumacher mm. films. Um, obviously Michael Caine and then Jeremy Irons and then yet another another was, yeah another star actor yeah from here. I, once again I say Paul Dano I was really happy with this yeah I think it was perfect you know um, you need those type of big actors with that acting capability to play Alfred and I think he hit the nail on the head yeah. with this you know I don't know. I just I, I I kind of anticipated somebody a bit older, maybe coming off the back of obviously the the other previous. But well, they're all but they're all different, aren't they? And it's younger Batman as yeah, well. Yeah, I it? guess it's younger. But yeah, I can look past I, it. I guess so. Yeah. But what I like with this, yeah, I didn't think about. What I like with this Alfred as well, though, is like Michael Caine's Alfred is is helping Bruce as well, isn't he? Yeah. It's not like the no offense to the the the. 90s movies but Michael Goff he, he kind of just does like the, the, the butler doesn't he yeah. you don't actually see yeah. what he does um, most of the time and, and he, uh, Alfred he's there ch- like deciphering yeah. stuff like I said we'll get into it later yeah. a bit more but he's like deciphering stuff yeah. so he's he's not just so again, the it, butler it is different to um, to Michael Caine yeah. and to Jeremy Irons as well so even though as well that they seem to be wrong with this that he even says that he was in the service yeah so yeah so they're sticking with that backstory yeah well I mean Jeremy Irons was more of a uh, sort of a battle yeah he was type of Alfred didn't wear butler clothes did he wore more combat stuff so I think they're they're sticking with that backstory Mm. that he was I'm here for at some point in the uh, Matt Reeves don't scare me again by (laughs) acting like you're going to kill Alfred you can't kill (laughs) All right. right. Um, I, th- I think if we're getting to Gotham next, yeah, Gotham. Um, now this is the one good thing about I think one of the big f- 
things about the the Tim Burton Batman films yeah. is that Gotham was like a character in its own. You yeah. know, um, it was very obviously it was it was very uh, gothic and yeah. it felt like a, a, a lived in city. Yeah, obviously not in the real world in some other removed world. Um, whereas you you look at like that's the one thing the only thing that the Dark Knight trilogy fails to live up on really is because yeah. I know I'm not understand obviously Nolan wanted a, a more grounded approach but with his Gotham it can be just any city isn't it's yeah. not got its own you know like I said it's not its own character and I think Gotham alone should be mm. its own character as well where this one yeah. this Gotham's really good isn't it yeah well I'm actually not looking at the the filming location it's actually mainly filmed in England Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool right? yeah um, some scenes in Glasgow, um, L- London, and at uh, Leif- Leaveston Studios in Hertfordshire. Um, so, you can tell a lot of it was set yeah. work, can't you? But yeah, I mean, I think in a lot of um, even in you know Gotham is just a character in itself, isn't mm. it? I think, and it does. It's got that kind of real lived in. Because I, f- I felt like in the like the the Burton Schumacher films that it was um it looked like a set you know it was like yeah. a sanitized um city whereas in obviously in dark night and this film it it, it in, particularly in this film you know it it looks lived in it looks real but like as well though is that there's still there's still some elements that that change it like you look at the dark night trilogies one like i said that could be just any random city where this Gotham in this film yeah. has its own sort of flavour, mm. you know, which I really like. So, yeah, it still feels like that bit huge lived-in city, like yeah. the Dark Knight, but it takes those those sort of characteristics from the the Tim Burton films and just mixes it up. And yeah. I mean, it's really good Gotham, isn't it? So, it is. yeah. right the the Batman Bill, yeah. Um, this um, I believe is a custom. Built, but it's based on a Dodge Charger. I think. Yeah, I thought it was as well. Yeah. Um, unlike other films, it's not a custom-made like car. Yeah, um, hasn't got like the Lucius Fox <laughs> tumbler, <laughs> which I know is your favourite Batman, beer, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it looks again. It looks real. It's grounded in reality. It, look, it looks like something mm. somebody's built themselves, as well. Um, brilliant! It's it's. Uh, su- I think it's. I think it's a V eight supercharged engine. I tell you what, yeah, the and the, it, the introduction to it as well. Yeah. Oh my god! Because because basically, um, I think Garden and and Batman there they follow the Penguin to a a drug deal, and a, like a firefight breaks out, and Batman just disappears, and the next thing you see, you just hear this. Um, <laughs> and then this car just comes out oh, and it's yeah so it is it is sexy isn't it yeah, <laughs> it is like oh my god there was there was so much like nutting in that yeah. way, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then there's a car chase as well brilliant car chase Penguin yeah. and Batman and, and yeah once again we're like Gotham the Batmobile should have it's a character in its own right yeah. as well it should have it, it should stand out you know and yeah I just think that introduction alone yeah Deserves to put it up to the top of upper echelon, you know, of yeah. Batmobiles. But it's a lot of the time during the film, he rides a motorbike as well. Yeah, he does, it? which is so, quite cool. Yeah, 
and I know he did. I think in the comic books, doesn't he? Yeah, as he well. does. But so that's there. That's that's. Pretty and cool. I also appreciate as well that a lot of the, a lot of the um stunt work with the Batmobile was was real. It wasn't yeah, CGI. Effects, yeah. yeah, which is so, yeah. always a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that gets the thumbs up from yeah, me. The 100%. Batmobile. Right. Go moving on to the story now. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to give a brief? Yeah. Go down. Yeah. Okay. So, right. Like it was saying, this is kind of two years into Batman's um, sort of pro- he calls it Project Gotham, doesn't mm. he? Um, he's attempted to sort of clean up the streets. Um, so the, the the film opens with the murder of the mayor in his his mansion, um, and we then we get to see the Riddler for the first time. Then, um, and then one of the first scenes where Batman's introduced is. Uh, it's a voiceover, isn't it? So, like you say, it's very film noir. Mm. Reminds me of Blade Runner, the starting yeah. it, with the, the voiceover, and he's talking about his project, um, and he's talking about how Batman is a, a symbol of fear, and he should fight. He can't be everywhere, but just, 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 ha- just a thought of him maybe just being in the shadows somewhere, because he says, "I am the shadows," mm. doesn't he? Strikes fear into, into criminals, and when so. It's Halloween night. There's there's criminals doing stuff, and the bat signal goes on, and you can just see a change in them, can't you? Yeah, the They're change of so demeanor. Ab- yeah, ab- and that's one thing I think we forgot to talk about. Batman is this Batman looks it, it you know he doesn't just look intimidating or yeah. scary. You can see that through the the reactions of yeah. the people of Gotham. Yeah. So these various criminals stop their activity and and disappear. It cuts to a a train. There's a group of there's a, a gang on this train, and it's obviously we're going to go through this, are we? Yeah, we're going to do the the. All right, okay. So that's the that's the scene where we introduce Batman. Well, essentially, the plot is that Thomas Wayne set up this renewal fund, billions of dollars, to help uh, basically improve Gotham. When he died, the renewal fund was unsupervised. There was a grab for it. Uh, the criminal elements, because it's uh, yeah, like I say, it's 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 not. Um, audited so there was a conspiracy between the mayor the da chief of police uh, falcone um to basically take over the renewal fund use the money for bribes for criminal criminal um activities um the mayor gets killed the chief of police gets killed the uh, da gets killed and then um there's it's revealed that the Riddler is killing all the people in, respond, you know, involved with this renewal scam. Um, he also reveals that there's a rat, a high-level rat, that gave up information that allowed Gotham Police to shut down the drug, being run by Maroney. And then it's revealed right at the end that it was actually Falcone was the rat, and he ratted out on uh, so he could take over uh, Maroney's businesses. And so, it's it's really as you see, like like you said earlier, you see a lot of the detective work that goes that you see in the comic books, but not really in the films. Mm. There is lots of action. Don't don't get me wrong, but then yeah, you see like with ciphers that the Riddler's leaving because each each murder he leaves a card. Yeah. Um, for Batman, and the card contains ciphers and clues to his identity, um, and it's you know it's left for him to put it all together. We can actually see Batman working with the yeah. police, can't you? 
but then what what what's revealed right at the end is it's it's part part of a bigger plot by the Riddler that he's going to blow up Gotham Sea defenses for the city. He's going to get all the high-ranking people into one area, which because when the city floods, they they move everybody to the Gotham Square Gardens, which is a high point. So you've got the mayor and other high-ranking officials, and he's assembled um, a group of kind of um, extremists. You extremists, say? Yeah, yeah, all dressed as the Riddler. They they come equipped with like you know rifles and and mm. shotguns, and they're they're basically going to shoot everybody in the. Uh, in the garden because I think his, his motive was that no one cared because obviously he was an orphan yeah he? He, he was an, an orphan orphanage. as well he, he grew up in, in actually an orphanage that was on Wayne um, I think it was on the Wayne estate wasn't yeah. it yeah um, and it, no one cared yeah. everyone cared about Bruce that's why he had that this is a scene this is a scene when he's in, in Arkham prison and uh, Bruce Wayne thinks that he knows who he is, that, mm. that his true identity, and he keeps going on about Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, and then he's saying, you know, all people cared about was Bruce Wayne. And he shot, he, he lost his parents. He's an orphan. Um, nobody cared about me. And he, I think he as well. He, the, the main thing is that they hated all the um, yeah. political figures. Well, it's revealed that Thomas Wayne. Um, his wife was in a mental institution and there was a journalist that was going to sort of dig the dirt and publish this and Thomas Wayne attempted to pay him off and then he actually went to Falcone for help and Falcone was just supposed to kind of scare him but he didn't, he ended up killing mm. him and that is, um, and that's kind of uh, what the Riddler reveals as well about yeah. sort of the Wayne legacy um, which obviously Bruce didn't know about but then you know that adds to his kind of you know. Well, it can only add to his character, can't yeah, it? yeah, as well. Um, so in the end, he's um, Batman basically saves the day, mm. um, and then because obviously throughout the whole film, everybody, the police and the the mayor and everything, they're very skeptical about him. They see him as this kind of mass vigilante. Um, but in the end, they actually accept him as Batman. Yeah, as as a as a well, well, guardian, I guess, of Gotham. We're gonna get into, like I said, the opening yeah. scenes and the ending scenes. Um, but yeah, just on the story, yeah. just it's a brilliant story that you've just never seen in a Batman movie before. Yeah, like I said, he's called the world's greatest detective. You've never really seen that side yeah. of him, believe it or not. You see a bit of it in the Dark Knight, but yeah, it's just totally different. Um, environment for Batman yeah. to be in a totally different, um, yeah, it's a totally different Batman doing something he's never done before. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a really good script, really good story. Mm. Um, it's not like like we said, it's not it's not like we've seen before. Um, you can definitely understand like the David Fincher sort of seven and and uh, you know th those type of of movies yeah. sort of. Because it's like that sort of same tone, you know. Yeah. Um, same with the Zodiac as well. Mm. So if you're into that, then you're gonna love it. Yeah. I mean, I I noticed that there's a few people got up and left. Yeah. The they, cinema. And they, they're the, they're the type of people to think that they're it's gonna be like a bullshit bloated blockbuster yeah. action film and stuff. Well, you know, there's a lot of people say it's too dark. Um, there's not enough action in it. But I just I just love it. 
I yeah. love this film Billy. because it was just so different, I think. Yeah. And, and we don't want more of the same, do you? That's no, the thing. You always want not. something. You always want films to surprise you, and this did. And if anything, it's the most choice we've ever seen the Batman in. Yeah. Um, it is. So, lead on from that, if we if we look into the opening scenes right. of this movie, okay. you know, of course, it first starts off with with some but not uh, like the the POV of looking yeah with binoculars into the the mayor's yeah. um would you call it mansion yeah. or whatnot, yeah. you know. And that's when you first start to see, and it's a brilliant scene because, like, there's a there's a shot of the mayor, and then he sort of steps to one side, and then you see the Riddler yeah. and the shadows in the background, and as yeah, it really is. Well, uh, this thing, I think the reason why this intro scene is so good is because, um, if we just say what what it is, you know, he he once you know the Riddler's revealed, he goes on to kill the mayor. Yeah. yeah. But the reason why this is so good because we've we've gone over it in our, our best intro scene already but what you want in an intro scene is you want to sort of know what the film is going to be like yeah. straight from the off so you know you can like okay this is this is where this film's going you know um, it shocked me because it's quite a violent mm. scene isn't yeah. it you just don't see in, ba- in Batman yeah. you know this this the maze been knocked out he's been clubbed to death with this yeah. carpet movie you know and it's just like it's just that type of this thing in the comics, you see it yeah. a lot. Batman's a very dark character, but you've just never seen that type of yeah. images on a on a in a Batman mm. movie, if I have you. And then it cuts to the the voiceover, and, yeah. And it's it's panning sort of around different shots of Gotham. I say it's Halloween. We get there's something in the way she moves. Yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? There's some um, obviously criminal activity. There's a guy holding up a, a star. There's people uh, graffitiing. Um, and then the bat signal comes on, and there's a police helicopter put the light on on them, and they there's shots of them looking at the mm. shadows and, and anticipating Batman. Well, while right. this is happening, though, yeah, he, obviously he does his little monologue where yeah, he's like, it's you know, in it's, the voiceover, but thing, he, yeah. he he says that you know, like you said earlier, he says that he's he's um, can't be everywhere, yeah, uh, but and he's that, the shadows. He said. Um, I'm, I'm not in the shadows. Yeah, I am the shadows. Yeah, and that's that's obviously yeah. you get the train scene, don't you? Yeah, um, and then it cuts to because all the criminals like uh, looking at the shadows, and then they kind of disappear. Mm. And then there's a scene on a train. There's, it's the interior of a train. There's a there's a gang of guys wearing makeup, and there's one lad just with his half his face made up, and you realise that it's um, an initiation yeah. for him. And this gang, what they do is they go around basically punching people and filming it, or, or attacking people and filming it. And they target this this guy, Asian guy, gets up to get off the train, and that's who they target for this this obviously initiation. Um, he sees them following him, and he runs like fuck, doesn't he? Because yeah. he knows what's going. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. they get him, pin him up against a barrier. They're urging this young lad to to punch him. And then you just hear these footsteps, mm. and it seems to go on for a long time. Yeah, and it's, then, dark. it's obviously a dark alleyway, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know? and then just Batman emerges from the shadows, and it is such a brilliant scene. Well, it's odd because the, the first reaction you can tell that these guys are not scared because they're the first yeah, reaction is to laugh at him. Yeah, and then I think some guy then smiles and comes at him with a machete, and they think and just gets about nine of them. He just he just yeah. gets fucked up, and, and then he yeah, just, he just yeah, and then they sort of all run off, and then 
he, he sort of goes over and he stood looking at this Asian guy and this Asian guy is like don't hurt me yeah so you understand that he, they, he's not yet won the trust of right. people they still think that he's just as bad mm. as those other guys and it's obviously the scene in it where it's like who are you and he's like I'm vengeance I'm vengeance yeah so. which is just but once again with the, with this intro though as well is that we um you know instantly what type of Batman is going to be yeah. in this film you know just yeah. the brutality of him you know he's, he's like got, you say he's, he's, he's still kind of learning isn't yeah. he yeah as well um, but yeah he's very brutal in when he's beating up people but throughout the whole film he never shoots anyone no he's, he's still, still has that well. rule of no guns but yeah I just mean nice. that there. I mean even the, even the actual the, the way Matt Reeves shot his fight scenes you know it's not Nolan where it's very fast takes and yeah. you just see full on yeah. like seconds of of still cameras just him beating the shit out of people yeah. you know and you just get to see like you know like I said the, the, the brutality of him I mean there's a scene where the guy the geezer lush, um, lunges at him and Bruce grabs his arm and he snaps his arm yeah. in half you know and it's just like okay this yeah. is this is where this and is going also reveals some little gadgets he's got on his bat suit as yeah, well yeah it does yeah is- is good really cool but yeah probably I, I think I think the best intro to Batman we've ever seen yeah I, I easily agree with that yeah like, I think so. even talking about it now it just makes you like fuck yeah. you know but yeah this, because I think as well is this is this is the Batman like I was hoping to go see in, yeah. in this film you know and just uh, just to see that it was just you know I think we we fangled a bit in the cinema. Well, we? yeah, I mean, even seeing it again for the second yeah. time, you still get the same buzz, and I think I was still buzzing <laughs> about it. Just, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure the next morning I had a wet dream just <laughs> of I'm vengeance. You know what I mean? okay. So yeah, lean on for the opening scene, the yeah. the ending scene now. Yeah, because that's where they're in. Uh, like I say, they're in um, Gotham Square Gardens. Batman's defeated, sort of. Riddlers, um, like like you say, they were extremists, weren't they? Mm. Sort of terrorists. Because um, there's a scene actually where Batman, basically, he's been shot by a shotgun, hasn't yeah. he? and he's struggling, and I think he injects himself probably with some adrenaline or something, mm. and he goes literally batshit, yeah. and he beats this guy to a pulp, and Gordon takes his mask off, and does he say to him, "Who are you?" And he the says, guy goes, "I'm vengeance." I'm yeah. vengeance. So it's it's kind of you know come sort of full circle mm. in a way, and he's obviously Batman's shocked by that because he realizes that he's inspired the Riddler, who's also who's inspired these people yeah. to do that. I think it's really good character it building, is. and plus it it yeah. it shows as well like um, he probably would have killed that guy yeah. if Gordon wasn't yeah. there, and it shows that he's only you know yeah. like I said new to the whole thing. Well, the ending basically is the the water's coming in. Um, the the mayor's been trapped, and other people have been trapped under this um, sort of debris and and scaffolding and stuff. Um, and Batman, there's a, there's a scene where he um, there's like a transformer, isn't there? Yeah. Um, which is going to electrocute people. So he he leaps onto this um, this wire from this transformer, takes out his tool from his chest, and cuts it. So he actually falls into the water, and that's a brilliant scene oh, as well. It's brilliant because also I think it shows that that he's willing to put his life yeah. on the line for the people. And he, he comes out of the water, he, he lights this red flare, goes over, he, he move, removes the debris, he helps them, he reaches out his hand to the mayor, and she's reluctant at first, 
Um, it's the Mayus son. It's the Mayus, the, mm. the ex-Mayus son was there as well. And he grabs his hand and he helps him. And then the mayor then grabs his hand. And that is the point in which he's accepted, Yeah, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it's, it's brilliant because then there's a, there's a there's an old edge shot and it's a beautiful shot and it's a brilliant shot where Batman, he's got this flare and he's leading these people through this water and the people following behind briefly form the shape of a bat. Yeah. And I think that's just brilliant, isn't it? Just little Easter eggs like that, just yeah. And obviously, you get another little little monologue from him. Yeah. And you see the the, the after that the the clean up. Uh, he's carrying a girl. What they do is they they bring in the National Guard to help out. Um, like you say, he's uh, he's carrying this little girl to yeah. a stretcher to be airlifted, and she doesn't want to let go of him, and he just kind of reassures her. Yeah. Um, and that's when you're like, okay, yeah. this is the start of of. You know the Batman we see, and yeah. this is the start of him being that that beacon of hope. You know, yeah, for that's Gotham. where he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. It, obviously it it goes on to the the whole. Um, we get back to the Riddler. Yeah, and he's, he's he's obviously distraught that his plan has worked out. Yeah, and then you just hear this voice. You're like, who the hell is that? And they talk. He's talking about you know, um, you'll always have a second job. We can be friends. Yeah. And you see very, you see glimpses of this guy in the cell He's next to him. He's actually credited as, as unseen Arkham prisoner. Okay, and it's played by Barry Keegan, isn't it? Yeah, Barry Keegan. So the the uncredited, well, it's unseen. Yeah, prisoner. Arkham prisoner. Yeah. So there's been a huge debate about thing, who is it? Is it Joker? Is it? Is it? Because everything kind of leads you to be the Joker, but it could be two faced Well, he mentions a clown. Yeah. And he and he laughs. You know, it's a classic Joker laugh, but you see, you see a bit of his face. Yeah, and his face looks really like it's just screwed up, doesn't yeah. it? You know, so I, I don't know who who it could yeah. be. But and obviously, in the um, Batman Forever and in the comic books, the Riddler and Two Face yeah. kind of are together. So yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of left its it's obviously left its set up for a sequel. Mm. Which I think hopefully we'll get to see. Oh, I'm really excited to tell you. We'll get to see more of Batman, is. but like Batman as the, the savior of Gotham, not not this masked vigilante yeah. again. Um, and then it goes. To, obviously, it finishes that, and it goes to the scene where Selena is at her mother's collar, um, mausoleum, 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 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> grave. If everyone doesn't yeah, know, okay. and um, she's like trying to get Bruce to come with her and yeah, you can just she said yeah we can get up to all sorts of adventures yeah. you know the cat and the bat or the bat it's, and the cat yeah it has a good ring to it yeah. but you could tell that you know he's obviously not going to go and she's like you've already made your decision up so yeah um, they were, she said she sort of says um, I'm paraphrasing here but like you're already taken meaning, yeah. meaning Gotham essentially like the bond between them is too yeah. much you know and then you just get get the scene where they basically part ways you know yeah. saying that they can hopefully see each other but soon and then you get this just like it's Nirvana isn't it yeah something in a way yeah, some, yeah. That's beautiful. but then you get the song. two them, them riding out of the I don't know if it's a it's cemetery isn't it cemetery yeah. or something and they go their separate ways yeah. and then it just ends with something yeah something in a way yeah it's called yeah. playing and it's just a really good yeah. ending and then if you sit around through the credits oh yeah because uh, in in the film there's a scene where uh, Batman's communicating with the Riddler via uh, it's called computer. a computer um, rattler.com I yeah. think um, and his cursor is actually a little 
question mark in yeah. in, a, in in brackets. Um, right at the end, you get this little flashing cursor, and it just says goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but talking about the um, obviously the opening scene and the end of the scene, the difference yeah. between them is you is. Bruce has such a huge character arc in yeah. just one movie. Yeah. Like you know, from going, think about it in the in the the, the intro scene, the the man on the floor is saying, "Please don't hurt me." Yeah, and then you go from that to the end where he's yeah. now Gotham's beacon of light. You know, this, as well with the police, there's the scene where um, Gordon asks him to come into the mayor's. Um, crime scene doesn't yeah. he and he gets stopped by the police officer so uh, you know um, Gordon says yeah he's with me and they call him a freak yeah and then there's a scene later on in the or towards the end of the film um, Falcone's been um, exposed as the rat um, and the Batman's leading him out basically to, out of the nightclub mm. um, and Gordon's waiting for him Um and there's an interchange, and Gordon says, "Yeah, not all, not all Gotham police are corrupt." Opens the opens the door, and there's all the police there. Yeah, and then there's finally an acceptance by the police as well. Well, I think they can see what actually yeah Bruce is doing for the city. You know, so yeah, you have yes, yeah, a big character arc. Yeah, in in that way, yeah. So and what that tends, to, I know it all different, but that tends to be what I focus on is the characters. Yeah, and yeah, he just has such a he's just such a deep character. He's just mm. well thought out and yeah I just that's a somewhat thought I needed to mention yeah. that he has such a big character arc um, he's not he's certainly not the same person no at the start no. and at the end um, if we go into your I, I suppose we're going to the favourite scene later yeah. you, the score score's great because like you say it's got um, it's very dark isn't it yeah. it's very kind of moody it's got Nirvana for example it's you know that, that, that would explain the whole score really very different to other. What about the, as well. what about the main score, like the, the original score? Yeah, I think that uh, did that. Uh, Michael Giacchino, right? Uh, yes, it's pretty good. I think again, it fits with the yeah, it does the dark character mm. of the film. I it's think. not epic like you no. know, like the Dark Knight, you know, or, or like Danny Batman, Elfman, yeah. which is quite upbeat and <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It, yeah, it, it just fits perfectly for the film. Yeah, some people said that it it was used too much, but. Fuck you! <laughs> it was used. I think it was used very well, yeah. and um, yeah, just it adds to the movie rather than taking away from it. Yeah. You know, um, right? Initial reaction straight after seeing the film. So when the credits rolled, okay. um, I was buzzing. I, I, mm. I it exceeded. I've got to say, it did exceed my expectations. Yeah. Really. Um, I think just the first opening few scenes. Yeah kind of allayed any fears that I had that it wasn't going to be mm. good and it, it didn't you know didn't um, it didn't lose momentum I don't think no. throughout the whole film there was no, nothing in that film that um, that wasn't needed I don't think and being three hours a lot of people complain that oh, it's three hours long mm. it's three hours long it didn't seem three hours no um, that, that was the main thing with me but even I looked at the three-hour runtime. I was about, oh shit, because not that I can't sit through a three-hour movie, because I can, but it's yeah. more the fact that how do you, 
how do you you know it's the thing you got like you said you got for yeah. film movie you got to keep up that momentum but I think it's also the time because we, we saw it at midnight as well yeah which I think sometimes that can have a factor if you're tired mm. mate you got sometimes you got to be in the mood to watch a film because this thing I was just so nervous about <laughs> this film and when it ended I just sat back and yeah. like the amount of, the amount of dope dopamine going through my <laughs> fucking brain I just to be fair I sat back and I just had to take it all in because yeah. I was like this, like this is amazing, you know. Um, and I, you know, I came home and sort of next day, we talked about it. And I said, "Yeah, it's probably, probably four and a half." I think. Mm. I thought, and then we went back and watched it again. And I've got to say, right, you know, sometimes it's. Do we, it's are, you, are you going to rate it? Cause well, no, I'm, I'm just going to not at the moment. But I'm saying it's sometimes difficult to watch a film directly after. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just the same experience that I yeah. had even better, I think. Because you, 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 with a great movie, you can watch it again yeah. and you can just point out different things, different, yeah. and and it somewhat enhances well, the I viewing experience. I wasn't sat there being you know, bored no. because I'd seen it before. I was still as buzzed as I was yeah. for, for the original viewing as well. So, yeah. yeah. Right, This this next one is... Is there any potential flaws you saw with the movie? I couldn't say no. I could say, yeah. I, I mean, the only thing that kind of did spoil it a little bit was was John DiCiro, really. Yeah. Um, but again, it doesn't really detract from the film. No, it's just a minor sort of little thing. Yeah. I mean, overall, there's nothing in that film that I can say. Um, there's no flaws. There's nothing no. I can critique about it, really. Com- couple of the the um the favorite the, the the biggest ones people say is they've got a bit of a problem with Zoe Kravitz. I don't know why. No. I, I I don't know if they mean that she just was a bit like um she didn't have the charisma or something for Catwoman, but I don't I don't agree with that at all. I think Zoe Kravitz was really good in this movie. A lot of people were saying about the, once again. I always hear this. People were saying about the three-hour runtime, but I was like, "This is this is the thing." I think there's the general moviegoers or whatnot, you know, who who can't be but be asked to sit through a three-hour movie. If they knew it was this good, they would 100. percent But they they wouldn't, and that's the type of pricks that you see. Just... Yeah, but it's it's like if a film needs three hours to tell a story, it needs three hours. Yeah. You, you can't. You know, if you tried to do it in two hours, I don't think it would be the same film. Definitely oh, wouldn't. Oh, be. The people, the people that walked out halfway through wasted their money. So yeah. okay. But everybody, you know, the general view I think is that each scene is should move the story along. Yeah. And or it should give you some more insight into characters. And I think it does. I mean, there's nothing like I say. There's there's nothing sort of bloated about this film. I think. I think in this case, the more the merrier, really, mm. isn't it? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're the only real flaws people say about it. Like I said, I don't think there's any flaws to this movie at all. Well, I'd say, t- when we went to see it again, I was a little bit, uh, you know, but then it's like, it was it was almost like seeing it over again. Yeah. And, like I say, I, I enjoyed it more, I think, the second time. I did as well, 100%. Yeah. So, and that, that just goes to show that, no, it isn't a flawed movie no. at all. Um, I think that's that. The only the, the, this is the thing is you can see how critically acclaimed it is. It's really highly rated. The only people are saying it's flaws are Marvel fanboys. <laughs> so, yeah, 
I don't want you watching our, our podcast anyway. Um, right, that's half a. This Right, uh, your favourite scene. Um, my favourite scene is the introduction of Batman. Yeah, the start. It's got to be. Um, it just is. Just brilliant way to introduce him. I just yeah. Like, yeah I have. Uh, there's there's maybe the car chase scene possibly as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I think the, the the opening scene where we we first see the Batman. That is one of my favourite scenes. My favourite scene is probably the whole end sequence from, um, when you first get the the Gotham Square Garden, yeah, all the way to the end. I think that whole segment is absolutely amazing. Before an actual scene itself, I'd ever say the intro. Um, I think the end monologue is brilliant as, as well. Um, you know, you got the scene, the red flare scene. Also, oh, the Arkham Asylum scene. That's the scene, scene I was about to well, say. Yeah. That's the, the scene I was about it, to say. Change between Batman. And that could be my favorite scene because it yeah. just it, it it is very um. I don't know. How the, well, I'll describe. It. I don't know if there's a word to describe to actually describe it fully. But you see, um, Paul Dano, obviously Riddler and, and Rob Patterson, Batman on on either side of this window pane, and these are for Paul Dano. Obviously, the Riddler, he, he he feels that him and Batman are the same, yeah. and but they they, they couldn't be two to, they're two totally different people, and yeah. it's shot in a way where obviously they're separated, aren't they? And they are mm. just two totally different people, isn't it? You separated know? by glass, it's, yeah. Aren't they? But that glass is not just a physical barrier, but it's also it, a kind of it's like a um, a metaphor, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like the the barrier between them in terms of their beliefs and things I, I just think it's an absolute amazing scene yeah. amazing character it, uh, it, 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 it heightens the story because mm. it gives us story details but it also heightens the characters as well and obviously like I said some brilliant acting and really tense moments obviously during that so I'd probably say the Arkham Arkham scene between yeah. them so I've got to give a little little thing to that I like the whole funeral scenes I yeah. think they were amazing mm. um, how tense they were you know right so basically every scene is your oh, favourite yeah. <laughs> fucking the old films <laughs> right um, your overall take on the Batman so I think we'll yeah. I think if we rate it out of five I mean, every, every movie we do if you want to yeah. rate it out of five well I, I second time I saw it I had to give it a five because mm. I just yeah it is a, a brilliant film it's, it's probably the best film I've seen recently yeah um, I don't know where I would put it in terms of the, the whole, you know, Batman films because mm. it's very different to the other ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. Well, that's fine because, <laughs> like you, first time watching it, it was a four and a half. Upon rewatch, I'd give it a five. And I know there's some. I would maybe rate it. Um. Probably. I would say Dark Knight and then this, I think, in terms of Batman films. Yeah. That's not that's yeah no. that's not controversial, no. No. Would you agree or would you say well, like this I said, is better? I'd, I don't I'd, know. I'd give this a five. I'll give Dark, Dark Knight a yeah. five. I'll give this a five. Um I'd say the Dark Knight is a better film overall, but the Batman is a better Batman film. Yeah. So good. and you know all you Marvel meat right meat <laughs> riders out there, you know what I mean? Who there's there's people actually going on to this film on IMDb and whatnot on all, all the review yeah. sites, 
And, and downvoting it just because they're Marvel. Yeah. Well, hey, the, the, the box office speaks for itself. It's already <laughs> on 450 million, yeah. I believe. So, yeah. yeah, take that. Batman is the best best superhero out there, whether you like it or not. So, he's got the best films, evidently. Yeah. And I, I think I'd agree. I'd, I'd put Dark Knight first, I'd put this second. And yeah. as in terms of, I know we went over it a bit earlier, but as in Batman, I'd put. Christian Bell was always going to be first, yeah. but I'll put him alongside Affleck in second. So Yeah, so yeah. joint second with Affleck. Yeah. yeah. I can go with that, yeah. Mm. I think that's that's a fair But assessment. like I said, if we see these other two movies in a trilogy, then... It well, could... you're thinking it might be a trilogy. Yeah. Maybe it might be more, I don't know. Hey, more we'll than for a bit of Batman, are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, any, any final thoughts? If you haven't watched this movie, you're a fool. Watch it. Yeah, I would. I would urge anybody to watch it. Mm. So, whether you like DC, whether you like Batman, this is the thing as well. But we forgot to mention it. Once, like the Dark Knight trilogy, it doesn't throw it in your face that it's that it's a Batman superhero comic book movie. It is first and foremost like a neo noir, tight gritty, dirty mm. thriller film that just yeah. happens to take place in Gotham. Yeah. So. I was saying to you, what I'd, what I'd maybe like to see is, like they did with Logan, is do a black and white version of it. Yeah. I don't know whether that would add any kind of atmosphere to it. When you said Possibly. what I'd like to see, I yeah. thought you were about to say Batman naked, because I'd, no. <laughs> I'd have agreed. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I think I could add, add an extra layer to, to it, but, you yeah. know. But No. Yeah, all in all, I think that's definitely probably the best film of this year. I know we're not far into the year. Oh, it's gonna be it's still gonna be the best film, yeah. so So unless Flash Well I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's something that that's that's, that's another I'll be on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all all that's left to, for me to say is um thank you for joining us. Like I said, this is it's not gonna be a regular thing, but we we hope to maybe do every so often a bonus mm. episode, which we're gonna be releasing on a Tuesday. Um, our normal podcast will go on um, that we're going to release normally on a Friday Uh, so thank you for joining us thank you very much and goodbye bye